2: And it is time for another edition of Mix Shots on a Thursday afternoon as the Cowboys, we heard from the coordinators today. And Mickey Spagnola has just returned from an exclusive sit-down with the man at the top
1: of the coaching staff. Hot off the presses, baby. I cannot wait to hear what (laughs) Mickey has to say. (laughs) It, It was sort of like a fireside chat. Oh, oh isn't, right. that isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? I bet you, you guys know, just, were so uh, attentive sitting intimate, around the fire. intimate uh, <laughs> session with the head coach <laughs> with about, uh, I don't know, 14 Fourteen of the guys that r- cover the team as writers. Uh, Fourteen. It's not very exclusive. Then. You well,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crowded guess, in that yeah, intimate. Don't segment. make it sound like it was me and him on a one-on-one, right? Oh, oh. Mickey, not like you Mickey, and Jerry. Not like you and Jerry. Mickey yeah, yeah, will.
2: I, Mickey <laughs> will get his one-on-one with the coach, just like he got his one-on-one last week with the coach. That's, that's right. Mickey, that's have you right. paid your
1: fine yet? I uh, have to address that with him yet. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> did re- you hear about it? We're gonna. I re- did not. What we're happened? gonna work on a reduction. So we were. He was. He he used. The, well, <laughs> what we had done with the pregame show was the first segment would be with the head coach, right? Live, right. live on, the set on the on the field before the game. Yeah, he didn't want to do it live, so we had to record it uh, near the locker room about. A half hour before we started. I don't blame you, too. I'd, I'd want to tape yeah, it too. Yeah, right. And uh, so we're in the middle of our little one on one, and my phone rings. Wow. And he that's goes, That's a typical rookie move. And he goes, That's $1,600. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> he, yeah, he, it was great because he didn't miss a beat. He yeah. was just
3: answering uh, the question and he and heard the phone he, ring. He, he said, said $1,600. And then he and answered
1: the
2: question, <laughs>
3: uh, right? You talk about literally not missing a beat. That's the way James Brown used to do his right. band members. <laughs> right. Uh, he would stay on beat and tell them, Gotcha. Uh, right. <laughs> so that's where they, he got gotcha. you. <laughs> so he got
1: me. So uh, we re- had the, the session recorded, right? And then so we played it later. In the, in the pregame show, and we got the phone to go, right, and everybody got a good laugh out of it. So when we came back for the next segment, I had my wallet out, and I said, okay, I'm going to start paying it right now. I got a little money left over from the
3: training camp. No, from the lawsuit, from when you uh, got hit on your bike. Yeah, yeah right.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. So. Uh, so you made your uh, you, you made
2: sure the phone was silenced before this uh, quote unquote exclusive. Uh, it still era. is, as a
1: matter of fact, and I think I even I you even, might have missed a few. Calls. I even turned out the off the vibration too, just to make you sure. you might have missed right? a few calls just
3: trying to be, do the right thing. Yeah. So, was there lemonades involved in this? Uh? <laughs> yeah. So, so
1: anyway, but no, he was. You know what. He did this last year. Right after he got the job, after he, got he got it. it was like yep. two weeks later. We and then were upstairs COVID hit. And, then, and it was before COVID hit. And he just kind of wanted to get to know the guys that he was going to be dealing with. So we all went up there and everybody introduced themselves. Hi, I'm, you know, and how long you covered the team and of course, you know. I would, they went around the room. Yes, one yeah. by one, and, you know, <laughs> got to me and I go, "Well, I've been here forever, you know, and whatever." And and that was the last interaction. So this would have been the second or third week in January. Okay. That would have been the last interaction we had I had with him in person. In person until Two or three days before, no, it would have been the day before Thanksgiving when Marcus uh, Paul passed away, and he happened to be in our end of the building, and we ran into each other. He was going to Rich Dalrymple's office, Mm -hmm. and it was like, I thought I'd go through the whole season without ever bumping into you again. (laughs) And and, and that was the only time. So he decided, I guess, to do it again this year. And, you know... Just like Jason Garrett, you know these coaches have an image when they're in front of the camera uh, and an image they think they need to portray. Uh, and then when you get him in a setting like that, he's just a normal guy. he's just, he talked about his family, the kids starting school today, and you know because He's got everybody back together now because right. last year they didn't they didn't move down because they were in the middle of the school season. Wow, school it's,
2: it's no different than at training camp in Austin when Jimmy would go across the street, uh, right? You know,
1: or or that time, it, and I think it was so it have been it, Jimmy the and and we got to know him because we got to go into his office, the, the three beat writers, right, and, and just that was our one session a week. Um, So we got to know him, and I knew him when he was at Oklahoma State. Uh, But in 93, so his guys left. Wonstack got the head coaching job with the Bears. Tony Wise went with him. Those were his guys, right? He'd go out, and they'd have Heinekens and whatever. So he had Rich. Uh, he said, You know what? We need to get together with the guys, get about eight or ten of them. So he got a bunch of us and we went to one of the Mexican restaurants. Right in Austin, across the street right? from St. Edward. No, no, oh, no. Okay. This one was the one closer downtown. It was a high rise Mexican restaurant. It was like two floors, right? Yeah, that's high rise. So, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so we're, in this, we're on this big table and he just wants to, you know, shoot the S. And uh, the mariachi band's playing. And we
0: can't hear each
1: other, right? (laughs)
0: So
3: Jimmy goes.
1: Wait
0: a
3: minute. Wait a minute. Oh Lord, let me
1: take care of this. So he goes up to the mariachi band, hands them a hundred dollar bill, and says,
3: just, "Just don't stay play away. for an hour. Just stay just away. Just don't <laughs> play yeah. for an hour. I'm paying you not to <laughs> <Yeah>. play." yes.
1: <laughs> and they did, and they right. listened. And then you know we shot the breeze with them, and you know, and it's like, yeah, that's the Jimmy you know. But he would do but that he would also. Do that. Like
2: yes. like on a Like reg- on a normal Tuesday at training camp, and the team is eating dinner or whatever, and they're going into meeting and Jimmy would go across the street uh, there were there was a Mexican food restaurant or yeah, something across his street. Talking. And, yeah and he'd just you know drink Heinekens for an hour or so and you know and but but the point is if these writers are going to be the ones who are critiquing you and crit, and they're a lot less critical of you if you befriend them if, So if, even, is this
3: the practice even, of every NFL coach uh, just the ones that come to Dallas? Uh, did, did, did McCarthy do this when he was in Green Bay? I don't know that.
1: But I was told, like in that January meeting last year, he, he was he, he, he was just a, a, a guy. He was a guy from Pittsburgh, right? And afterwards, somebody asked me, how, how did it go? And I said, oh, this was really good. And I said, you know, he's very forthcoming. And, and, he, and, and the, it was one of the PR guys. And they said, yeah, I talked to somebody in Green Bay. And he goes, you know, once the season starts, he ain't changes. That for that's right. He ain't that. <laughs> See, that that's but what was, that's you know,
3: it's not their obligation to tell us everything, right? But at the same time, you just talked about the different personas. Yeah. And he just has to carry on that persona, persona exactly. with you guys because he wants to keep you at bay mm-hmm. just a little bit. I'm sure that doesn't work all the time. He wants. To, he has to come out, come on a certain way uh, with his players. It's just the way it is. You can be nice to him all you want, but then there's gonna be times when you got to make that speech. Right. You know, like the speech he made in, in training camp. There are times when all BS aside, you know, no none of this on the on the film, none of this these hand games and things of that nature. I have something serious to share with you. And by the way, they dogged him on his uh uh, Austin Powers speech. Is that? Yeah. yeah, I like the speech. Yeah, I like. Oh, it I was like good. I like the mojo. Yeah, uh-huh. they were dogging them nationwide about having your mojo. To me, that was a. All he was showing that okay, we need to understand that when we get this turnover, there's a chance for momentum. So we need to have a sense of urgency. Right. Basically, that's what it was. He was telling them that they had to have a sense of urgency, and they had a fun way to do it. And and and, and the thing that I think he recognizes, and
1: and Jason Garrett recognized the same thing, is. You have to do things to get your players' attention. Because meetings, after, you know, and it's like, oh, we got to yeah. listen to this Same again. Old monotonous so you got to do yeah. something to grab their attention right off the start. You know, we, we, we spoke with uh, John Fossil. Today, one of the coordinators, and of course, they asked him about hard knocks and the vast section. <laughs> I was going to bring right. that up. Yeah, and, and, and everybody waited till like the end, and they asked him about it. And, it. and and he and he told basically an interesting story. He said, you know, we had a 45-minute meeting, and it was the rookies. And he said we never talked about football. He said we just talked about life. And and I had guys tell me stories about themselves that. I would have never known. And he said one thing led to another, and they knew something. I said something about my how I had my third child. And he goes, all of a sudden we got onto that subject, and those guys started asking questions because they don't know anything about. That reminds you how young these guys are, right?
3: <laughs> I guess we were all young that time. And, and it reminds time. you that he's just like his dad, by the way. <laughs> really? He's just like, yeah, yeah, his dad would come with silly stories. And he said like he said, time. so
1: they got into the deal, and he started answering questions. And then he realized, you know, hard knocks is rolling here, and so they came to him and said, "Hey, coach, is this is okay?" It okay? Right. and he says. I'll check on that.
0: <laughs> so he said he talked to his wife, right? Yeah.
1: And, and 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 I guess she was like, you know, we've been through this before, and you've talked
3: about it. She goes, "We're an open book. Go with it, right? Uh, let them let them know." It's already been made public anyway. I'm sure they've done they had done yeah. previous interviews about it or made statements. So about that it. was that was sort of his way to get those guys' attention to listen to him. So maybe the next
1: meeting they're going to talk football, but they're going, okay, coach is kind of like us. He's just human. right and 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 I think that the head coaches have to work hard on that you know think about Rod Marinelli you know, Marinelli, his defensive meetings, to, to get those guys' attention, he would have the people in our TV department put together a presentation. And it might be a wildlife presentation of lions in the wild and eating whatever, you know, and, and attacking other animals just to get their attention. Yeah,
2: and that's a common thing that among coaches. Right. They do. They, and, in fact, McCarthy does the same thing. And here, that's you what know. he's doing. Yeah. I don't you know, know what remember, the hell
3: y'all are talking about. I don't know. <laughs> right. just I fucking, don't talk Tom Landry didn't do that. He didn't <laughs> no, want to know I'm anything sure about our did. feelings. Right. He didn't tell us about his vasectomy. Uh, Gene Staller's all he did was just cuss you out all the time if yeah. you pissed him off because it chapped his ass. That's right. That was his favorite term. It just chaps my. ass. Well, y'all
2: could practice longer back then. Yeah. Okay. yeah thank you. So you yeah. You, yeah they, you know, they did that. They did us a favor, right? You, <laughs> didn't, have a, you didn't
1: have a shot clock, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, and and and, and so with, uh, before the before the draft. Uh, I was. I needed to do a one-on-one with him for the draft party, right? But they were they were busy putting together their presentation <laughs> to the team, right? Because they, the, after the draft, they had needed to have their meeting, and and they were working on what they were going to do, and it was some wild stuff too. But it was sort of like you know what you just said about how he got the attention of those guys with the mojo movement, mm-hmm. you know, just to get these young guys' attention. Uh, Jason used to work on that hard. Uh, and and he said one of the things they've done.
3: This is new stuff.
1: They they have <laughs> like. We, I've never. They would have a brotherhood, a brotherhood, da, da, da. And everybody would get up and tell a story about themselves that no one would know. Jason used to do that when he had that <laughs> high school uh the, the 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 high school the quarterback, youth. quarterback youth thing yeah, where, the, where they'd bring in kids from underserved schools mm-hmm. and he had the players like six or seven of them get up there and tell their story how they got to the NFL. And it, it to these young kids it made it real because they're thinking that guy's kinda like what I am right now and he got here, right? And there were some amazing stories that we didn't know about mm-hmm. people. And so again you, you've got to be in command. You're the guy in charge. You might have to fire somebody, right? But you got to have them know you're
3: human. I'm, I'm trying to picture Belichick or Parcells <laughs> doing the same thing. doing this kind of stuff. I just can't see that, man. Yeah. I'm, you know, yeah. And, and I love it though. But you know what? He might have changed because
1: the times change because the kids are
2: different. Saban, and that's Saban, what I was Saban gonna say. It.
3: That's what I was gonna. Who was that? Saban
2: does it. Oh, you wow, know? really? Yeah. I mean, Saban does that kind of stuff, and he has a lot of guest see, speakers more, that come in. He's
3: connected in. to old-school yeah. coaches. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Right. And. And I think a lot of the stuff, you know, especially guest speakers like he had Ernie Johnson it went viral just recently. Ernie Johnson from TNT went mm-hmm. and talked to their team. he was it was great. man you, go, you can find dude, that so cool. find yeah. that on social media. It's a five minute talk that they've edited down and yeah. it is really inspiring. Uh, but and then I can't remember. He had someone else come in this week. I mean, he, it, in their preseason workouts and stuff. And the only it, it just thing kind Tom of breaks Landry it up when you're not hearing the same voice all the time. The only
3: thing that Tom Landry did to, to change it up, I think it was – you weren't even there yet. I don't think. It was around 1983 or 4. Yeah, that's He brings right. in uh, an aerobics teacher mm-hmm. in minicamp. And instead of us going through that boring three-day – well, we called it minicamp at that time. Now it's it's – OTAs. They do yoga now. Yeah, they do. But this was (laughs) this was when when the lady looked like Jane Fonda. You know, (laughs) she had the stuff on. So this is how far back we're talking. They brought out a huge stage on the practice field. And, you know, we're out there acting silly. You know, we're glad we're not going to practice. Huh. So they start doing the dancing. You know, they're cute little girls. And so <laughs> guys start flirting. And they start acting silly. Those girls went on for an hour and a half. Really? It <laughs> wasn't funny after, like, the 30 minutes. It right? wasn't so funny no more. Right? So Tom was over there, you know, he's just watching. And he, he didn't like how we were making those remarks early on. And then all of a sudden, with about an hour gone, we were like, hey, man, I'm done. We can't even get up off the, off the ground. We can't get off the grass. And these girls are still going. They're just out there just bouncing around, and it's hot as hell outside. And they are moving, and for an hour and a half, the last 30 minutes, no one, I think all of us were just laying flat on the grass. That, that was the only breakup of, of, in monotony. So it, it's not about, it wasn't about what we were about. You know, at that time, no coaches wanted to know your feelings. Yeah, that's right. just the way it was, and so I just I I, um, uh, I I you know I greet this change. I like this change. I welcome it. I think it's needed.
2: You know, uh, back on the mojo moment. I like the mojo moment in in the practice though, because I mean, when you think think back at last season, especially early in the season, how many momentum change moments came, and, and that was kind of what they're getting at. Is okay, they're they're off doing individual drills or whatever, and then they come on the speaker and it's a mojo moment. Bye. And now... It's usually yes. like a red zone goal line situation, yeah. and now you got to be able to execute yes. like, right, like now. right now. And you yeah. got to remember
1: what That's you're right. supposed to That's do right.
2: in that
3: instant. So that mojo moment is a trigger. It right. triggers and it gets trick. their
1: attention real quick. That's right. Because and, and, usually and when they, it, change, but it applies to the game they change periods in practice, then mm-hmm. they know
3: what's coming up. Right. Next. You know, and we just kind of you know, oh, meander over there, right? We'll be over there in a minute. But mojo moment. Everybody hustle up right now, urgency. And then when they
1: and when they take a break in practice. It's not break time. It's it's a two-minute timeout. Ah,
3: I like that. The it, first time like I like a, that. They time
1: it like a TV timeout. Exactly. I heard them say TV that timeout. TV timeout. The first, yes. time, <laughs> the first time they did it uh, in training, or the first time I realized what was going on, I was like, TV timeout. And I, I was standing close enough to where there was a group of players, and one guy goes... TV time out in practice? Yeah, you know, but it's smart. They had no idea. It was just but,
2: break time. But, but think about it. It gets you in the mode as a player that, okay, it's a three-minute TV timeout, whatever. that You know exactly what all you have time to do in a TV timeout yep. now. You know, if you have you've practiced it in practice.
3: And, and when you talk about the mojo moment, I mean, of course, we saw it as, you know, okay, offense, get ready. But now defense also.
2: Right, yes. know, It's
3: momentum changer as well against us. So can you turn that tie back again? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the sense of urgency is a mindset. That's all football is about. That's what culture is about. It's a mindset. You know, I was talking about how can we change things around here. No defensive lineman laying on the ground all the time. No linebackers getting cut off because your D lineman aren't holding anybody up. Now, all of a sudden, you've got this front seven that is totally changed. Not necessarily personnel, but just the way they're doing things. The aggressiveness that Dan Quinn is, is approaching the games with. This is the kind of stuff I'm getting excited about because I saw some guys out there, you didn't even know their damn names before this game, and they're in the backfield making things happen. you got to be proud of that as those players and, of course, this defense changing their whole style of play. They're changing the mindset. Yeah, and think about, you know, the. You,
1: saying about guys you didn't know were out there. You know, Hard Knocks reveals a story about Azur Camaro, right? The kid that was born in the Ivory Coast, and his family ends up moving to the States and goes to college at, what, Arizona, I think it was? They went uh, to Kansas. Kansas, that's yes, yeah. right. But they, they they ended up in Phoenix, I mm-hmm. think. Well, he, well, okay. Yeah, I know it's a long story. <laughs> no, no, I,
2: I, I, I'll let you finish the story, yeah. but I'm sitting there... When he got that sack late in the game, exactly. I'm sitting there. I had I got it. I got it written right here on my flip card. The the Kamara story. As I'm doing the game, I want the game to come to me. I don't want to force like Kamara was in the game earlier, but I don't want to force his story. He went to Glendale High School. I mean, right down the street from that stadium. And in my research for the game, I'm going okay. If Kamara, Kamara does anything in this game, I mean anything in this game. I'm telling that story about him, and and the whole thing about his family's from Nigeria. What, and and so he comes off the edge, he gets the sack, and I'm ready to get into that story, and then Babe says, "False start."
3: I'll
2: stop, I'll stop, yes. But you I'll know start. what? Because I'm, I'm calling the game off. We're we're situated way in the corner of the stadium, and so I'm not watching the live action. I didn't see the false start because I'm watching like you are at home on TV. I'm just looking at the TV monitor. I see him coming. I'm starting to tell that story. Ah, hold on, false start. And so I can't tell my story because then in real time on TV, i got to sit there and let the officials say uh, not talk And by the time official. we get through all that, there's no time to tell the any didn't have the sag it didn't right. happen and so but it's funny because on hard knocks they didn't have to do that in real time they could go ahead and tell his entire story and and then at the end of it, and say, oh by the way it was a false start it didn't count <laughs>
1: it was like it was like a, a hollywood ending for them right, right? and and so the, you'll you'll appreciate this so when they when they when the you finally saw the flag on the field and i was in the press box and i go Well, if it was such a false start, why in the hell didn't they blow the whistle Right, stop the play? They kept the play going. And and, and Rob goes, you're going to argue a (laughs) preseason penalty? (laughs) I said – I'm just a little curious (laughs) on where that flag dropped and at what time. Because they didn't blow the whistle. Right? right? Should have saved the quarterback, right? And
2: and remember, that was not the game-winning field goal. But it was the the game-tying field field goal. And that would have won the game for the Cowboys. That's sad. That was the the biggest play in the game. If you look at it, that That, was the biggest play in the game. If they don't call that false start... Um, then the Cowboys win that game, whatever, you know. Right. And again, it's a preseason game. I understand that. But here's the other part of that. Um, Even for coaches, like Cliff Kingsbury on the other side, okay, Think about it with the timeout situation. I think coaches have to, and especially a young NFL coach like Kingsbury, he's got to treat these preseason games as a laboratory for a regular season game. And consider the fact in that situation, even though he's got his third team in there, that he can play this to understand that we kick the field goal now. We don't go for it on fourth down. We go ahead and kick the field goal. We've got timeouts in our hip pocket. We can get the ball back and then we can win the game. He needs to play it like that. Right. Uh, but even flip it over to the Cowboys side. All right, so you got Danucci in the game mm-hmm. after Arizona ties the game up. He needs to be thinking, and the coaching staff, for that matter. But you're thinking. was still over a minute left in the game. Mm-hmm. I've got it written down here somewhere. But it was a good amount of time left. They've got to be thinking at that point. Okay, it's a tie game. Mm-hmm. We want to win the game, but, but we, we don't for sure don't, don't want to lose the game. We don't right? want to give and up. And so the ball, instead right. of looking to throw it twenty yards downfield. We just need to move the chains and get it to the final 30 seconds. Exactly. You so work the clock. So even though these are quote-unquote meaningless preseason games, this is the kind of mental stuff that they have to be working on to teach these players that this is how you manage a game at the end of the game. To me,
3: me, that's a mojo moment.
1: And even if if you're teaching guys that aren't going to make the team, you just need to have... But Danucci is a guy that they still
2: have hope for, and and it's a good way for him to understand the the time of the NFL and and a way a win a football game at the end of the game
1: I think I still remember writing down 105 and, and I think that's I think when that's what it was it was 105 and yeah. I said to myself out loud well whatever I said way too much time right right and, and you're you're exactly right but from the Cowboys' standpoint, I think from the coaching staff, from what I heard, they counted that sack to his credit. Okay. Because it didn't have... That, that, you know what the false start was? I went back and looked at it. It was almost like the guy in the slot... Took a deep breath, like if you went <laughs> like that, that. I mean, he he did not
0: move forward. Like His that. body
1: just kind of relaxed backwards, and there. And, and I, did, couldn't, did anybody I couldn't let see the offense. all. I couldn't see the all twenty-two because I couldn't see when the flag came out. because yeah. a lot of times these officials sometimes they replay it in their mind. No, but you know what happened? I think the guy the the. Cowboy's slot corner and the safety pointed, just like that. And the so key they,
2: on the sack is, did did uh, who uh, Kamara was going up against it, he quit no, on the play?
3: No, they, that's it. the whole so thing. He, he didn't see the play see the, the play played right. out. Yeah, well, right, so right. The offensive line. So I'm marking right. yeah. him down for a sack, that's right. too. You can yeah, put absolutely. that down. But you couldn't <laughs> tell your story. That's
1: all. <laughs> you couldn't tell your story. But good for Hard Knox, because it was it was a good story. And I, I don't know that a lot of people, I didn't know about it. I, I didn't know about it either. And he
3: was on the IR all last year with the Cowboys. Well, see, this is the kind of thing I was talking about when they brought The uh, Zoom to the draft, and you saw, you know, the the family, the parents, you know, they're doing the best they can. Mm -hmm. You know, you invite them into your home. The home doesn't look that great. You can tell they're struggling. You can tell they're, you know, economically uh, uh, struggling. That's the kind of stuff you don't you don't need to hear the story. Yeah, that's why I thought that was cool. You, you can see, see the story right there. Exactly, this kid is not dressed up in a suit. They didn't go you know get some agent that, that fronted them some money for the, the brand new custom fit suit. These guys are sitting in their houses with their parents who have struggled their asses off to keep him where he is right now, and that's the reason he's there. To me, <laughs> that had even more of an impact than to see the guys walk out there and and be paraded down the uh, down the. Uh, and I
2: love. Down the road. Uh, Loved at hard knocks uh, showing the family, and I guess maybe in his sister uh, talking to the mom, yeah. saying, "Look, she can't take the smile off her face as, <laughs> as, as, as
1: she's watching them play." You know that that almost, what you just said about zooming in. It, it, it's almost. Reminiscent of the first time Jerry and Jimmy uh, allowed—I think it was Mm ESPN—into the draft room, right Mm -hmm. into the war room, and you got to actually see kind of. No, they didn't reveal anything intimately that would hurt the team, but you got to see kind of the operation. It was eye-opening. No, it was eye-opening because no one has any idea. Somebody asked me one day. You've been in the war room? I said they would have shot me if I walked in the <laughs> war room. Right? And here they are. They,
3: they got were the, had you hide hanging on the wall. Yeah. And here they Mickey are. Pelt. They have a Mickey
1: Pelt. Because, you know, back at, at the ranch, they had the, that scouting room, right? And they had their big board up there. So not only did they have a big board for, for the draft choices, they had their big board for their players like which players were in what order, at what position, right? And that was protected like Fort Knox. Well, they might have up there who's trade bait. Right? Uh, So, yeah,
3: (laughs) think about that. That'd be all revealed. You Uh don't
1: want to see. No. And then all of a sudden, they're letting the camera in there. Because they used to have – there was a a, – And I want to. It wasn't obvious, but it was an armed guard standing out that out out that scouting department.
3: And and you got to know that all the other teams around the NFL were thinking, "Man, Jerry's blowing it again," you know, because he came in with some innovative things that at the time people were thinking, "Man, these guys—they're not going to last. Yeah, this is not going to last." And and now look at it—it's the norm. You know, here it is—you you you hadn't had had a, a. hadn't made the playoffs in so many years, but yet your team increases in value to where it's the most, uh, you know, most powerful team in the world, most powerful sports team in the world. So, and,
1: and it kind of brought a new look at the NFL. It brought a new look. You got to touch the people,
3: mm-hmm. which some other leagues were late at trying the, to do The figure first that out. owner I thought did that was the one with the Broncos. He kind of brought a different feel bowling. to the game, bowling, and Jerry came right after that.
2: Everson, if I said the words, Liram
3: Hirulahu, what would you think? I would think you're having a stroke.
1: Darn it! <laughs> I wanted to show how much I knew. <laughs> when we
2: come back in a moment, we will Liram Hirulahu.
3: See that? Hirulahu, <laughs> <What was> <laughs> smarty. There you He's having a stroke right now, everybody. <laughs>
0: where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way.
2: If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero, guacamole. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep, steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained
0: jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well.
2: hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Back, back, back. to mixed shots. Get breakdowns of each position, battles to watch, scouting reports for every player and more with the official 2021 Dallas Cowboys Star magazine training camp preview. Get your digital copy today for only 4.95 at dallascowboys.com/star.
3: Dude, you, you got new glasses? No, Mickey. No, these are the old ones. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? He sound, sounded very fluid, didn't it. It? he? That's, that was impressive. Yeah. That's funny you said <laughs> new
1: glasses. No, I lost my glasses at training camp. Oh, wow. I had some backups, and I know why they're the backups. So are these brand new ones? No, these are the backups. Oh, these are the backups. (laughs) Well, they they are the backups. You seem seem to read better with the backups. (laughs) He does. (laughs) Which is funny because when I just went to the eye doctor this week, the thing that had to get better was the reading part of my glasses. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. No, I don't think that. Did have you have to read to for him at the eye doctor? Oh, you gotta got to get those I
2: lines. I mean, read full sentences gotta, no, and gotta, paragraphs you gotta, you gotta and get stuff? you got to get those lines, those letter lines. <laughs> He's
3: not cross-eyed anymore. He looks <laughs> yeah, good. <right>?
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mickey, you read that great. Now, can you read the new kicker's name for us? Laram hai lahu. Very good. Dang, that was smooth. It's actually pretty simple once you Yeah, well you
1: got to get rid of all the letters that, <laughs> that, don't, that don't, don't sound, don't sound. <laughs> you know, they're silent, right? There's a j There's a j. <laughs> in oh, hai I got it. Well, the well, is an h. Hi, it's, it's a soft j. Hi,
2: yeah. No, well, but it's got an a before it. It doesn't have an i. It's pronounced high, but it's h a j.
3: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here, guys. The J could be an or H or an I, so let's depending see. on the, the, the dialect. Come on, guys are spelling between challenging. or
2: on. Grambling. Did you have any Hyron Luhu in your Hamilton class? Park
1: Hamilton Park Elementary? I had. that. <laughs> okay,
2: there you go. You so anyway, So why are we talking <laughs> why about
3: Why are guy? we talking about this guy?
1: The Cowboys worked him out today and then finally signed him because. Uh, Hunter Nicewander uh, came up with a back issue, uh, and he, he wouldn't have been able to kick on Saturday. So they needed somebody to kick. They didn't want Steve Zerline to start until next or week Greg or Greg Zerline. Or
3: Greg. Is there a Steve Zerline out there? That's brother. No, you think? Yeah. Yeah, Steve Burline. No, yeah,
0: right. yeah, Steve Burline. <laughs> <Berlein. Steve> <laughs> <The Berlein. Yeah, laughs> yeah. Thank you. See there?
3: Yeah, I know. My man yeah. helped me out. <laughs> I guarantee you,
2: we do not want Steve
3: Not to kick. <laughs> <laughs> or quarterback for that
0: man. <laughs> So,
1: So they needed somebody to kick. So this guy's been kicking around. Uh, he was in – the Rams had him, and then I think it was uh, – no, the Rams had him last. Uh, and he got beat out by Sloman uh, last year for the kicking job. And then he kicked in some spring league, uh, and uh, but he's been but, out of work. But he he's – Made his money in the Canadian uh, football Canadian League. Football League. I yeah, think I was, was going to say. Tell me, there's more. No, there years, is definitely more. Six years in the Canadian Football League, and he kicked the winning field goal for Toronto in the, in the 2017 in the
3: Grey, Cup? Grey Cup. Nice. Game. Yeah, nice. won the championship. Clutch. For
1: Most How recently, far
3: was it? How, how far was the thirty? Yeah. But here. you should listen. I could kick that. No, one. One. you listen. You need to listen
1: to the call of the game because the guy after he made it, he goes, "That was probably for this Liam guy." The longest kick. <laughs> ever to look at, knowing that what was
3: on the line, thirty-four yards, and, and the uh, the goalposts, right? The, aren't they, are, are, tell- are they? Are you? Are me a little trimmer yeah. then-
1: What? I don't know. That was my next
2: question. I can't remember
3: was- if
1: they're they're wider or skinnier. I don't I think remember they're skinnier. Because they don't want field goals in Canadian football; league. No. they want touchdowns.
2: So now, okay, we were talked about the pronunciation of his last name, but it sounds like his first name is Lyram, and not Liram. Oh, okay, well, you just said Lyram. So, okay, said okay. okay. Yeah. it is Lyram. It's okay. Lyram. So okay. It's Lyram It's L-I-R-I-M. Yeah, but Lyram. And most recently for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, he was 47 of 55 on field goals, 85 and a half percent, and he also punts, and that's big. Now here's the other thing, because we, uh, we in fact, Mickey, I think after the show the other day, uh, Mickey and I were talking about Nice Wander, and. And especially in this COVID environment that we are still in, the importance of having a kicker and a punter, a guy who can do both on the practice squad. And so this is a great opportunity for Niram, because uh, if he can show something, both Uh, Punting and kicking here uh, when he gets an opportunity, uh, he can have a spot on that practice squad. Because you never, you know, if COVID hits your kicker or your punter on a Friday before a game and he's got to go into quarantine, then what do you do? Yeah,
1: and and think about this also with, with Zerline coming back from back surgery. You better have a backup, backup. ready you. to go. But, but every
2: team in the league, one of those 16 spots on the practice squad needs to be for a guy
1: who can kick. Especially if he can do both.
2: Right?
3: Yeah. Usually right. the punter is used as a backup kicker.
1: Because if you think about
3: it, remember, what was it two years ago
1: when um, – Oh, I forgot. It uh, uh, was it Meyer or the next guy was hurt, and Jeff Heath Jeff had Heath. to go That's out right. in the middle of the game and right. <laughs> try to kick extra points. <laughs> but crazy. even
2: more so now, because I mean, you can wake up on Sunday morning and a guy yeah. is out. That's and, right. You know,
3: got to have him right there. Can't go out and sign him at the last minute. Nope. Yeah. Right. So anyway, they 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 made that.
2: Plus, move. you got to get in
3: through COVID protocol in, in, uh, in order just to happen. to be ready. So I have a question. You know, you're the inside man, Spags. All right. We did all of last year, even though we were Zooming, and while Dax going through his surgery, I heard him say something extremely interesting about his ankle surgery. The second one? Yeah, the second one. He said we kept that under wraps. They did until – I, I didn't know. I
1: never. I knew. can't remember if it was the end of the season or it was in it was in late December. Okay, and I think there was some swelling in there, so they went in there in
3: whatever they needed to do. If, could you imagine if everyone knew that he was? They going had for a second one. A second mm-hmm. one before he went in. Yeah. Could you imagine the the S show that would, that would be? <laughs> <laughs> you know, least you know. Yeah, let us let out around here, it would be crazy. Yeah. It, would be, it would have been crazy. If I would have known that, I would have been extremely concerned about that. And it myself. was more of a, a kind of a cleanup thing. It, yeah, it, but you wouldn't be able to
1: convince yeah, know, anyone that I that's, know, that's exactly what happened. But that's what happened. What, that's what happened. Right. And it was something that. I think needed to be taken. Wasn't care it, of,
2: yeah, wasn't it something that they thought they might have to, to do, do anyway? And, and, and we'll just see where, where you are at that right. point. Yes. And sure exactly. enough, he was
3: at that point where they needed to go ahead and do it in a timely fashion, too. Because mm-hmm. of course that means right. that he had time to heal. But
1: again, it pushed back his rehab, it right? Did. And that's you what get, I think he have was time, time to, to heal by by about. March.
2: You know, he <laughs> was he, very when that, very cheeky. That contract
3: done. He was very cheeky on on that first show. It was just we talked about it Tuesday, uh, but. He was so cheeky on that first show. And as you think about it, sometimes you have to save the players from themselves. Yeah. You know, because he's out there, you know, he's really fussing and just, you know, whining really about – not getting enough reps, not getting enough reps. Then all of a sudden he goes out there like, oh, you know. <laughs> and he feels it. Like, okay, what's going on? Oh, he can't follow through. It hurts. Well yeah, it hurts because you've been throwing like a madman. Yeah. You know? so I don't know. Well, he's probably throwing in the hospital, you know. Come on. Well, you hear
1: you heard him. He was sitting he was sitting on a chair throwing when he when he couldn't stand up. Yeah. Yet. So but it was it was one throw that ended up doing. And speaking of Dak, so he's not playing uh on Saturday. He didn't do anything to suggest he would in practice uh, yesterday. It was a really good practice, but he did everything until they started doing team stuff, competitive stuff, Mm -hmm. and they said, nah. If if they were playing Sunday, he'd be ready to go. Now they just don't want the risk to play in a preseason game, and Mike had previously said if he doesn't play in the third one, he's not playing in the fourth one because that's for the young guys. So he's not playing Saturday. So he's basically going to go out there and the first time in a game since October 11th is going to be against the world know, champion Tampa Bay that's Buccaneers. Crazy. But also, and and, and not <laughs> just and, and I was going to say and not just him, but that means the whole offense is not going to have a snap together nope. until that first snap in
3: Tampa. So and we don't look forward to Tyron, right? We don't. Do we look forward to Martin? Do we look forward to to, to Collins? Collins, maybe not now, because he didn't finish practice yesterday.
1: He had a little back-neck issue. Uh, so I would imagine they'll be very careful for that. That would
3: concern me if, you, if Tyron was having the right. back-neck yeah, issue. No, yeah, no, it
1: was, it was Lael. Mm-hmm. Um, they might put those guys out there. For, I mean, Zach they've really not messed around with, because he didn't do any team stuff yesterday either. Uh, Tyron was out there, so they might put him like for a series or two just to give Garrett Gilbert a chance. Because teams just don't have enough backups on the offensive line. And I've said this forever. That's why these these uh, alternative leagues fail. Because there's not enough offensive linemen to go around. Tackles. And especially yes. the
3: tackles. And I, and I know we want our linemen to be ready. Otherwise, our running backs don't have a chance. But man, Zeke looks good. Yes, He looks good, man. So what what McCarthy was trying to impress on everybody
1: was we've got to go through the practice process and we've got to trust the practice process, right? That they'll be ready, Dak will be ready because that's how we're practicing, right? And so I got to the end of my column last night and I was like, well, we're going to test
3: the old adage that practice makes perfect. (laughs) That's a good one. Let me say something. I'm not sure that... I'm not sure that this is a good way to go. No, well. I'm really not sure about this. I and mean, this is old school talking. I know. And because I know I have to get out there and, and, and get my, my timing down. I remember I held out uh, after 1985 season. So we're going into 86 and we played against the Giants first game like Sunday night, I think. And I was okay, but I held out the, the entire training camp. And uh, I only had like maybe two or three days uh, preparation before the opening game. And uh, I, I did not feel well about it. I didn't feel comfortable about it. I played okay, but I know I would have played better if only I had, had, had one pick practice. that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what it, I don't know how it affected the rest of the team.
1: But if I remember the first meeting against the Giants in '86, you guys won.
3: Yeah, we did win, but defensively we sucked. Yeah, yeah, we gave up too many points defensively. Well, not, that's, not just not just my fault. So just just, just so I throw that but, out there. But but because you had the, at the halfway
1: point, you had the number one <coughs> offense. It didn't matter, right? You just didn't outscored people.
3: But here's the thing, though. Um, once again, Zeke looking yes really really good,
1: right? Uh, and, those, can, and those film clips on Hard Knocks are not deceptive. That He was been like that. You can't for, fake that. For three weeks. Yeah, you can't fake yeah. that. And, and I, he also my, can't fake – I saw somebody say, oh, Zeke knew he's mic'd up. That's why he's acting that way. He's that goofy all the time, right? That's, that's just, how I got in trouble being goofy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's, Am I right?
3: That's how he got in trouble in New Orleans being goofy. Somebody asked
1: somebody asked Malik Hooker cuz Hooker was from Ohio state and and I think he probably Zeke's senior year, that might have been his second year and they asked him, you know, was he he goes, "Well, I'm sure he Matured a little because – but he was that goofy back at Ohio State, kind of like a kid bouncing off the walls all the time, right? But that's him. You know, the the, the deal about the powder and the hot dog and, you know, just (laughs) being –
3: just goofy. The bicycles. Yeah. Wrapping yeah. the present. presents. Wrapping presents. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. That, was horrible. That, was, that reminded me of me on Christmas <laughs> <Exactly>. Eve. <laughs> Looked like mine,
0: uh-huh. still. That's right.
2: That's right. Um, you know, to your point on, on Zeke, when I got out to training camp and I saw him the first couple of practices, I said the exact same. I said, Whoa! Okay, he's good. He's good to go. <laughs> let's he won't, get, either, he won't let's, need a
3: big hole. Let's get to some, just give him let's, a sliver. And let's I get can him to September 9th happen. And, and so, right.
2: I, and, and uh, I think in the first episode of Hard Knocks, they may have talked about it. Uh, McCarthy, like, okay, yeah, we're. He was. We uh, talking about Jerry. Stephen. Oh, Steve. It was Stephen. I thought and, I was mostly talking about that. No, no. no, no there was one point they were talking about not
1: Zeke giving him anything in yeah, preseason, and I was
2: yeah. like, and I was thinking, not just preseason games. I'm going practice. Can you just get, let him run on the side? And could you imagine you know,
3: if we used him as that weapon uh, down the field, passing it to him as a receiver? He's and, got and, that ability. Yeah, and you don't know, like you say you don't want to show how he ended up wide open going down the middle. Right. You know we don't want to show what that play was. So we be the tail end of that one because Which? that was clearly something that they need to work on, and they're going to use that play. Oh, heck yes. Yeah.
1: And, and that reminded me of the the pregame interview I did with McCarthy, and I said something about Micah Parsons. And I said, gosh, you, you're using him so many different ways. Um, you know, how's he handed and all that? And he goes, Well, now, Mick, that's giving away <laughs> some game plan secrets. And then so he, we and, know he's going to be all he, over. And then he answered the question. Yeah. right. I um, think it, it doesn't take
2: uh, a genius to figure out yeah. they're going to they're use him in a variety of ways. That's why I've,
1: I've, I've, I've quit calling him a linebacker, linebacker Micah Parsons. It's football player, football Micah player. player. That's it. FP. He's all over the place. <laughs> And, and, and good. He And he's handling. You know, and that was one of the things Dan Quinn continues to point out, and he did it again today, about giving guys a heck of a lot to do, and then I find out what they can do and what they can't what do. What they can retain. shame on yes. me if they can't do it, and I'm asking them to do it in a game. Ooh, what does that say about last year?
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, we constantly saw the same thing week after week. So obviously, no one was trying to realize what was being retained. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, we got one more segment here on mix shots. We got fifteen minutes left, All right. and so uh, we need some questions that need to be answered on Saturday night, and players that you have your eye on on Saturday night when the Cowboys play the preseason home opener against the Houston Texans at AT and T Stadium. In a moment.
3: At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery.
2: Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yoki means i want and we know you want great fresh tasting ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices it will be the star of any party you can find us at your local albertson's or tom thumb in the deli section if you can't find it talk to your store manager and tell them yokiero yokiero guacamole
0: the cowboy's way
2: Does your Cowboys fandom go beyond the game? The NFL Fan of the Year contest is back, and we're relaunching the search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and inspires others through their love of the game. Nominate yourself or others for the chance to win a trip to Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Nominate today at dallascowboys.com slash fan of the year. Final segment here of Mixed Shots for this week is, uh, okay, we're going to make this the pregame show. This is the uh, pregame show (laughs) for Saturday night when the Houston Texans come to town. And give me
1: a question that you would like to see answered on Saturday night. I would like to see answered with Neville Gallimore out 4-6 to with a dislocated elbow If they've got somebody to take that spot, because I think that is a huge vacancy at this point. Neville Gallimore was playing awfully well uh, in in his second year. So who's going to step up to take that three technique? The first guy they've been using is their third-round draft choice, Osa Odigizua. Uh, And they're pretty high on him. But again, now what can he do? And he'll be number 75 out there, so you'll be able to see him. He's going to take those reps with the first team. He played well. Uh, in the game. I thought he did. Yeah. And and so they're, they're kind of high on him. They need him to come through. The other guy Dan Quinn mentioned, even though it's not the same position, is Quinton Bohanna. Uh, Seventh? Six, seventh round, seventh round, six rounds, yeah, rounder. And he's more, yeah, and he's more of a a one technique. But as Quinn pointed out today, it's like okay, we could put him at the one technique because Carlos Watkins has some ability to play the three. Um, The other thing uh, that uh, Justin Hamilton is another guy that they can rotate in there, see what he can do, and then in pass rush situations, if they get. Uh, Terrell Basham back on the field. He's a defensive end, but he can move inside. He's big enough to do that too. So they've got a couple different ways they can go at that position while waiting for uh, Neville Gallimore. And they've got a decision there, Bill, to make. If you know, can he? Can they put him on the 53 for? Three more weeks and say, okay, you'll be ready to go in game four, or do they put them on 53 and then the next day put them on IR and all you got to do is miss three games and then you'd be ready the fourth week if you're physically ready. So they got to do a little bit of uh, roster massage at that position. And
2: the uh, timing of the injury, it ha- okay, it happened a week ago basically, right. less than a week ago. So we're one week into it. Uh, dislocated elbow mm-hmm. in six weeks? Four to six. Four yeah. to six. So, so even if it's six... And we're three weeks... Right now, we're three weeks from the opener. So you'd be at four weeks at Tampa Bay. Right. All right. Then you got at the Chargers, then home against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And... I would say you go IR. You
1: Probably let him have the – Because even, the if, even if it's healed or after you're off that time, you're going to need They's, a week to get it back in shape and then a week to get ready for the next game, right? So, yeah.
2: And did he did he
3: look smaller when he came in?
1: You know, they said he was quicker and he had a great offseason. Yes. He was one of the winners of the offseason workout program. Um, so – you, Don't know, you hate that man. No. All that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then that that happens. That's how to
3: he'll you. be he'll be salivating when he comes back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, that'll be my my first one. You
2: know, along those lines, I mean, like nice Nicewander. I mean, he's having a nice camp. You know, he's so, and now he's he comes up with an injury. And at the timing of it, at this time of the year, you have an injury, and for roster reasons, they got to wave him injured, and they will put him on IR, and he's out for the year. Alana Lua, the fullback, he had yeah. a, he really showed something in that first game. Has a His neck offseason injury. was impressive. Out for as well. the year.
1: Was
3: that? His off season was yeah, impressive. That's as right. Well. Yeah. All right. So speaking of
1: Alana Lua, uh Nick Ralston from Argyle down down the road here a little bit, high school. Uh, he's the lone fullback on the team now, and they're going to give him an opportunity. Uh, John Fossil was talking about his special teams play, and for the, for basically to convince them that okay, you'd like to keep a fullback, this kid can play special teams, mm-hmm. and he had two tackles against. He played Arizona. a little linebacker at Arizona right.
2: State too. Yeah. yeah, and
1: and he had uh, Fosso talked about the one tackle he made. He said this was an offensive guy, you know, a fullback and he shed two blocks to go bust through and make that tackle he said so we're going to see if you know can he can he help us on special teams you know who he tackled who is he tackled that eno you know, benjamin Oh yeah. yeah, it was on the uh, on the
2: opening kickoff of the second half. He went down and made the tackle. It was a really good tackle. What you're talking about? Eno Benjamin was the uh, running back at Arizona State in Ralston. Oh. Uh, Ralston oh. was his fullback. <laughs> he was his lead blocker for three years. Very yeah. Nice, yeah.
3: right? So, so anyway. Hey, buddy, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Let's even, talk after the game. And, and in the Arizona
1: game, they used him in some uh, fullback situations near the goal they line did. Yep. or whatever. And so let's see what happens. He had a good block
2: on Zayvon Collins,
1: first-round draft pick linebacker. on one That you like going into the draft for the Cowboys, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, let's see what happens. And, you know, it's another good uh, uh, hard knock story. You know, local kid, undrafted rookie. We know about
3: undrafted rookies. I want to – and nobody asked, but I was waiting (laughs) on Bill to ask me. But uh, I want to see a better passing game. Okay. And and it's not just coming from Gilbert. That's not really the point. It's not really how they protect. I want to see what our backup wide receivers can really, really do. I haven't been too impressed with any of them except for the kid from Stanford. Fihoko. Yeah, he's been doing very well. uh, Trying to see what kind of backup tight ends we have. You know, just, you know, is there anything there you know that. I mean, if you can't even show for this game, you can show for what you another on, team in case you get cut.
2: What are you hearing on Sean McEuen, tight end, uh, as far high,
3: as high
1: ankle? Yeah. So that's at, at
3: least now he's two, shown something.
2: Eighty
1: four. If not, he got four, hurt in the game the other night. If yeah. not four weeks, so that gives an opportunity to Jeremy Sprinkle, eighty seven, because uh, if they decide that maybe McEwen has to go on, you know, returnable IR, then they'll need a third tight end. By the way, it's McEwen. McEwen, I know. What did you call him? It's spelled McKeon. It's spelled McEwen. Here we go. It's M (laughs) M C capital K E
2: O N. How you get McEwen out of that? I don't
3: know, but that's the way it is. Yeah, I got to be a U in there somewhere. Yeah, (laughs) but but even so, uh, I keep getting this receiver. (laughs) I keep telling this receiver, it's Brown, right? Eighty-five. Noah Noah Brown. Brown. Noah Brown. I want to see him do better. I want to see him really show. Okay, I'm out here with these backups. I want him to play as a guy that's playing against backups, and and he's he's probably considered
1: the fifth guy, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know hanging on with a thread to me. Looks like
3: hanging on by a thread. I used to be
1: all over them because every time somebody'd ask about Noah Brown, and they'd say, "Well, he's a good blocker," and it's like. I don't want my <laughs> wide receiver to be a good blocker, right? I'll put another tight end out there. Well, he, he, he probably didn't like it either because he lost weight last he year. He reshaped his body. Yes. he looked like a wide receiver. He's faster now. He's got to be a little bit more insertive yes. to, to get because that because you mentioned Bill Fioco or you you did, yeah, and it's like okay if you're only keeping five, maybe that fifth one. Yeah, for I'm grass. telling, you, he's hanging on by a thread. And There's Fiocco will be he is coming
3: on strong. Money, exactly he coming on strong. I mean,
1: it'll be at least uh, one point. When they drafted him, left. I had a
3: feeling that this would be a matchup between yeah. these two guys. I mean, and so now, if you're Fioko, talking
2: rookie money, six hundred thousand as a compare, compared to, to one point two million. Actually,
3: two point one. So you better yeah. make it worth your yeah. while. You
2: yeah, better make and it worth then special teams to, to will play.
1: come in because he's a good Noah's a good special teams player. Well, he better be. So, do you do I convince him that I'm the fifth, or do I convince him that you need to keep six right. wide receivers? Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the first four spots are pretty much taken because Cedric Wilson is. I think he's really good as your I fourth do. receiver, I like Cedric. and he I helps you like on Cedric. special teams, yes. right? Except when you call an end around, <laughs> yeah, that ain't down. his
3: fault, man. Let it go, Spags. Let it go. It's not his. Throw fault. the ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, that's a that's a good spot to to look at. Now mm-hmm. they're going to continue giving Connor Williams some snaps at center in this game. Um, you know, I think they like the way he's handling everything else. But if you can't snap the ball, you can't play that position.
2: Right. Uh, let me clarify something now. The two point one millions on on who uh, Brown Brown? No, he, no, no. He's he's got a. I just looked it up. He's a one year, one point one two seven million dollar deal. He did so he right was not a restrict, he's, oh, he's was restricted – he's he's in his fifth year. No, he's in his fifth okay. year and so they signed him. Cedric Wilson that, is. Yeah. And, yeah, there you go. And so and that is a huge deal. Uh, and very smart on Noah Brown's part to keep his salary down <laughs> in a range uh, to, to where, where he I won't mean, be. Too yeah, yeah. You, know. you want to make that extra million dollar, but does, you want to make the team. Does you it? Sh- does it show you want his, to get the first one point one million? You what know? his guarantee is? Uh, they guarantee, gave him guaranteed at signing one hundred thirty seven thousand oh, total guaranteed one hundred thirty seven. Oh, 000. so
1: they basically gave him the veteran exception.
2: Yeah, there you go. Because
1: that means he doesn't count as much against the cap. As it, as it shows, because they gave him the minimum sign-in bonus. Yeah, his cap hits 987. Yeah. They may
3: have yeah. done him a favor. Yeah, yeah, right? Yes, Did himself a favor. Yes. And, and it
2: shows that. that they value him on special teams, too. Right. They wanted to make it manageable to where we want to keep you. Right. you
1: know? so. But anyway, go back to the center spot. You know, they... They just want to give Connor Williams needs snaps. He's never played the position before, so now can can he can he do it? They'll give him
3: opportunities. Speaking of people coming in looking differently, does he look stronger? Yes, because yes. he needed
1: to. Yes, and I think he has, uh, and and I think it shows at his left guard spot because people wanted to con- continue to say, "Well, there's there's competition for that starting spot." He, he's got that starting spot, and he's not competing with. Uh, Biotis for center. His can, only
2: problem at center is he can't snap, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah but, that's a huge thing, it is, right? It's not, it's, not, it's, not his, it's not his position. That's like saying if he, running, to, right.
2: if he didn't have to snap, he could play center. Can, 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 they just,
1: can, can we do like we did on the field and just hand the ball back right. like one-handed? <laughs> so they're going to continue to try that because the, really the alternatives on this roster I, I don't think are here. Uh Fiarco, uh Farniak, Farniak, Farniak.
3: Close. I, got, I, I got, I got, the wife, I got. I got. Fihoko he's reading better, but boy, <laughs> his enunciations are horrible. You read better. Put it in front of him, man. You That's know what? You and I think
2: here. we talked about this at training camp. I think one of the reasons that they like the idea of Connor Williams playing center if he could snap is uh, from a mental standpoint. Now in his fourth year in the league, he can make the calls and all that right. and stuff. And so that another reason why he was a good candidate for that spot.
1: And he's been in the league, and he's been through it. McGovern just played a little bit
3: last year, and that was really his first year to play. Uh, Well, not only does Connor Williams uh, have to work on his strength, he's got to work on his footwork because you could just see it last year. He just just didn't seem to be, first of all, strong enough to withstand the moves. and, And secondly, he just didn't seem to react well with his feet when uh, the pressure became too much for him to bear. Because sometimes when it comes down to it, if you can work that footwork, that'll put you in position to where you don't have to worry about all the hand fighting as much. Right. Because you're already in position and you gain
1: leverage on him. So that brings us to Ty Naseki as the backup swing tackle, the veteran guy who's 36. And I think he's got something to prove still. Mm. And So keep an eye on that because this last – kind of a week and a half of practice Uh, when they went to the seconds he had been at left tackle Terrence Steele was at right tackle well they flipped him so I think they're trying to see can Terrence Steele play left tackle what was his grade how did he grade out in the second Oh, I don't know in the game how he graded out, but he was the one that caused problems at the goal line against Pittsburgh when they moved down there and and there was a sack. Well, it was his guy and the next play on third down, it was his guy that caused Gilbert to have to throw the ball haphazardly. How how long do you want Gilbert to play this week? I'd give him a half, a half.
3: Yeah, but that, a half. that
1: depends on who I've got on the offensive line, right? I can't but you still
3: got to give him a half. I can't send he, he him out there refs. with all I mean, those he backups. I, I'd still give him he a half. Hadn't played. I don't care who's on the line. I mean, staff, seriously, I'd give him a half
2: outside of the game against Pittsburgh last year, he hasn't played since SMU,
3: which is like a decade ago. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that was his first NFL start. Yeah, in the NFL, right? I mean, he played in other places in 10 years, right?
2: Not really. No. I, I, I don't know about his preseason, <laughs> but. Uh, well, he played. Nobody he, played preseason games last year, so. He played
1: in that AFL He played. He played four played games.
2: He played four games for
1: the Orlando Apollo. And then the, f- the season the XFL. Cut. And actually, yeah. he was playing well,
3: He too. was. They went first place, weren't they?
1: I don't know that. Who cares? I'll, I'll, Who cares? I'll go they with you. They won the championship. I'll go <laughs> with you. Yeah, they won yeah, the we'll XFL championship. He was the MVP of the XFL. So there's there's some things that I, I, for sure I'll be looking. at. The other guy, Jabril Cox, because he's starting to get it. Their fourth round pick, the mm-hmm. linebacker from mm-hmm. LSU. He's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. He's starting to pick up the pace. So see, you know, if he can move into some rotation with all those linebackers, they're trying to get on the field in different ways. Um, and then Malik Hooker, you know, he's going to play. Now let's see how far along he is. Uh, coming back from you know that's two two guys coming back from
3: Achilles. What uh, first, I, I always said you did a good job. I already said that uh, Tuesday you did a great job. But not you did you did a great job even with Babe being there. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. So uh, my my question is, um, what did Babe have to say about DiNucci's uh, performance because he was a bit critical during the game. Yeah, he um, and and he was correct in some of his uh, he remarks. Did, I, I
2: haven't asked him about Danucci, but I did talk to him today, and he's he thought Gilbert took a step back last week.
3: I thought, I didn't think Danucci made any ground. Yeah, there. I really yeah. did throw a touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he did. okay, That's right. I, I think it was just the. I'm still looking for a, the grown up because he still looks like. His arm is a little too weak. You know, he still looks like he's, you know, he's not doesn't have the NFL body.
1: There's nothing wrong with his arm. I think it's his how the quickly, motion. How quickly he recognizes things, but the motion is he's throwing sidearm. Yeah, all the time. Way too much. Yeah, and then the other part is under pressure. He's got to step up to throw the ball, even if he's going to get hit. He's, he's and fading. He's stepping he, back. Fades. He, yeah, he fades. He stepping back, and you yeah. don't want to be
3: thrown off. And your that back is front. almost like he's he's throwing like this. And and you know what? They,
1: I think it was on Hard Knocks when Nussmeyer was talking to him, and he was talking to him about uh, your eyes. He goes, "Why are you looking over there? There's nothing there. You were supposed to be looking here." And so those are things that, you know, a guy that hasn't played much since college, you know, he's got to get snaps. And so um, I'm sure they would like to give him a half. I don't know what they're going to do with Cooper Rush. Uh, I I just think if if Gilbert's your backup, Cooper Rush, you're wasting your time as the third guy. And nothing against him, but that guy should be somebody that's young that you're trying to develop if you keep three. Right. Otherwise, the Danucci you put him on the practice squad, depending on what you need on the fifty-three. Mm-hmm. You got to keep three, right? But I would think, yeah, so, somehow, some way, right. So, yeah, I, I, I just want to see that kid play because he's. You watch in training camp. He can throw the ball and he can run, uh, which you know, it was kind of Tony Romo's deal when he first got here. You know. Romo could run; he could throw it, but you never knew where he was throwing it. <laughs> well, the defense did. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, he, he would miss. He would miss guys ten yards high sometimes, right? And I could see. So, ourselves. are
2: you seeing? Are you saying that you see some Tony Romo in Ben DiNucci? <laughs> both
1: played the, play the same level of college football. Both got in the league. Well, now,
2: DiNucci played some major college football at Pitt, yeah, too. And he, and he, and he, yeah. he
1: transferred, right? right and right. then he was one of those uh, candidates to win the Walter Payton Player of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: played the national championship game.
1: I mean, if the Cowboys had judged Romo the way he played in his first two uh, preseason—not uh, even preseason—training uh, camp, he, he'd have been out. Because he he wasn't accurate, he just
3: and his arm and, and his coach didn't even uh, back him. No, you remember Parcells oh, yeah. was like, "You guys will never win a championship with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: there's hope for Danucci.
3: Yes, I think there is, but
2: who so knows too.
1: how long they can. He reminds hang me in there the, the
2: way he them. talks. He reminds me he's got a,
3: a confidence level about him that reminds yes. me of. He's got to get another half. I, I think you're looking at Gilbert first half, Danucci second. Half. And then, in regardless of what happens, but then this, he's got the last
1: game too. This game, he's got the last game. Maybe you give give them the start in in the last game and see what happens. But they got to find out. They got to know what Cooper Rush is, right? They he's been here. They got to know, but they don't know yet about so the,
2: so that the determination they're making there is whether they keep three quarterbacks. Danucci's going to the practice squad, right? Right, Okay. Yeah. You're putting him on the practice squad. If he's squad, on the right. practice
1: squad, then they keep two on the 53.
2: Oh, okay. So and you're not saying
1: if you They're get the newt for four quarter, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. No. And it's Danouch, right. okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we're past newt. Danouch, that's what part, oh, I okay. mean.
2: Okay. Uh, okay. McCarthy calls yeah, okay. it. Okay, that does it for this edition of Mix
1: Shots. When are we going to be back on? I think next week we were supposed to do Monday, Wednesday, f- Friday. Okay. In, our, in the race. All right. right, Christopher. Chris, Chris Bean says, says, you go. Monday, Thank Wednesday, you, Friday, same bat time. We hope. We, who knows what time depends
2: they're on practicing? The, depends on the practice schedule. If they decide to practice next week, then we will go at 2 o'clock or whatever. Okay. Okay. All right. Enjoy the game. We'll see
0: you Monday. Go, Cowboys.